Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. Again, uh, we will open up the phone calls today in the River Creek Resort Casino hotline at 105 today. And uh, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well, we'll go interactive. And then at uh, 2 o'clock today, we're going to do a full season review of all the Oilers players and maybe what's going to happen carrying forward. Louis DeBrusque at 12.35 today at Dallas Aikens, former Oilers and Anaheim head coach, just did some work for Sportsnet at 1.05 today. Guests in the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltop that Oilers now sent you. Uh, open Tuesday through Sunday, 5 p.m. till close. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBras for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Louis, uh, you've had a uh, a tough uh, couple of weeks here between uh, Jake, obviously, uh, and the Boston Bruins having a record-setting year, and uh, losing to Florida, and then the heartbreak of watching the Edmonton Oilers. Just, uh, just your thoughts on uh, what occurred in the, uh, the final two games of the Oilers series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Louie, you there? Um, yeah, there you, go. you got me. Yeah, we got you. All right. Um, yeah, you know what? This is this is the uh, playoffs, though, isn't it? This is kind of what happens every single year. There's always teams you expect to go further that don't, and teams that uh, come out of nowhere and seem to just find that magic uh, chemistry at the right time. Um, Simple as that. And that's kind of what it is all about. Now, I will say this. The best team doesn't always win. But um, typically the teams that are able to grind through and find a way to win these types of of games and these series, um, it bodes well for the future of the organization and and bodes well for years in succession of having that kind of success, or at least being a team you look at as having the potential to win it. Um, yeah, tough. You know, there's no other way to say it. I, I know that I listened to all the the press conferences. I listened to all the guys talk, and I actually thought there were some really candid conversations uh, from a lot of different individuals. And what I gathered and took from that was, and I agree, this is a team that has extremely high expectations for itself. And obviously as a fan base and people that cover this team, we have a high expectation for this team as well because we see what they're doing. We understand this is a very, very good team. And it takes everything to come together at the right time and something that Ken Hone and Jay Woodcroft met, mentioned a few times that I wholeheartedly agree with. It really does come down to moments. It comes down to moments in games, in series, um, 
And a team that seems to be able to handle those moments and flourish in those moments and overcome those moments, the best are usually the teams that move on. And you got to give the Vegas Golden Knights a lot of credit. They're a great team. They're a very deep, strong team that's been together for a long time. Their fourth trip to the conference final in six years under three different head coaches. So I look at that and I say, this is a team that has been building for years for this opportunity. And don't think for a second that the 13 guys for the Vegas Golden Knights that were in the conference final two years ago didn't make the playoffs last year. Don't remember what it was like losing last year and not making the playoffs. Um, there was a different demeanor, a very loose group, a very veteran group, and a group that understood what they had to do to close out a series against a very good, most offensive team in the league. So you tip their hat to them. But I also like what some of the players for Edmonton said and the fact that, and especially Connor, you know, Connor and Leon's press conference for me was the most candid I've seen each of them speak in their life as an NHL player. And, it bodes well for the future. That's what I will say. When you start to hear your best players and your core players talking the way that Leon and Connor talked in the end of the season, there is only one thing on their mind. Um, they've reached a pinnacle. They've reached a, a, a position in their careers where the only thing that will satisfy that hunger is a Stanley Cup. That is it. Nothing else. It doesn't matter how many goals they score in the regular season, how many points they put up, how many awards they win. They don't care. They want to stand the cup. And I got to tell you, Bob, I, I look at this team right now, and I, I think that with a couple little tweaks and fixes here and there, you have guys that come in next year that improve a little bit, a little bit each year on what they're building in their own careers, and this team is that much stronger. Um, the future is, uh, is, is uh, very, very bright. I think, to me, if I had to put a number on it, I know that Leon Dreisaitl's contract comes up in two years. To me, that's the window. I, I think this team really pushes to win a cup in the next two years. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, and I mean, really takes some money. Like I, I, I can, I would consider them, in my opinion, looking around the league. I know there's a few other really good teams that are kind of at that point in their in their. Um, building of their franchises and, and kind of the, the core of their team that are in similar situations. But yeah, no, that, that was a really hard fought series, a series that they were in, had, had an ability, had a lead in every single game of the six games. Um, there's a lot of things you can take from that. And I, I just think moving forward, I don't necessarily think there's huge changes necessary. No, I don't. I think you need to, to look really hard at a few different pieces of, up front, maybe on the back end. And uh, and see if you can improve on some positions, and and that's what you do each and every year. And again, what Ken Holland said about well, it's not just oh, wait, 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 it's yeah, you improve on some positions, and this isn't just they're close, but everybody mm-hmm. that's in a position where they can affect things for the Edmonton Oilers needs to be all in to improve here. Okay, so that I mean, what do you mean by that? What I mean by I know Jay Woodcroft's going to look internally. How can I do things differently? Ken Holland was going to. Ken Holland said yesterday, Vegas was better than us in the regular season and better than us in the playoffs. Well, Ken Holland's in a position to do something about that. It's not just about the growth and maturation of the players, uh, the coaching. You know, the coaches. Uh, we know Jay Woodcroft's going to look internally. And the guys in uh, the hockey operations department who are privileged to have those jobs, um, you know, and I know they feel that way. I know they know they're damn lucky to have Why it. Why do but, we need to say it then? Well, I think I, because I, to me, it's not just, it's incumbent on the entire organization. 
organization. I don't understand what I said just over the last minute and a half to two minutes makes you think that I don't think that too. Oh, I think well, you do. What was, what, th- what was it that I said? Oh, no, you're I just, just you're, you're just. Did I not just say personnel needs to change? Yes. To look at certain personnel, yeah, make yeah. improvements. Did I not just say yeah. that? And that's going to okay, be the. So and, okay, hold on, Louis. That's going to be the toughest thing to do. Of course be, it will be because but of the it's cap. Tough. It's tough for everybody. Yeah, but there'll be there'll be hard decisions that need to be made there. And yeah. you might have to look at some of the guys that still have years on their contracts. There's four in particular that I picked up: Kyler Yamamoto, Warren Fogle, Cody Cece, and we we need, we see, need to seriously look at Jack Campbell right now. Now, what what Ken Holland said was, and I agree with him. Sometimes I look at Linus Allmark in Boston. His first year in Boston. Wasn't that great. As a matter of fact, I would have told you that Jeremy Slingman was most likely the goalie they thought was the better goalie throughout the course of that season. Yeah. Okay? Now, in saying that, he had a hell of a year this year. It didn't pan out great in the playoffs. They got up against the hot Florida Panthers team. Got to give them credit. I, I tip my hat. They, they came in. They were down 3-1 in the series. Everybody counted them out. They found a way to win it. They won two of the last three games in overtime and pulled out that series against a historically good team. What can you say about it? You have to kick your cap to the Florida Panthers and just say, okay, you know what? wasn't meant to be. It's the only way you can look at it. Um, you can actually know it all you want, but in reality, in the moments that it, that, that were presented to each team respectively, the Florida Panthers capitalized in the moments. So I look at the very similar to the Vegas Golden Knights series for Edmonton in, in that situation. Now, I think what Stuart Skinner did was great. I think he came in. He certainly held a fort where you had a goaltender and Jack Campbell come in on a long-term deal, didn't pan out the way he wanted to, had some had some really good stretches throughout the season, but had some real tough stretches too. That's why you have two goaltenders. That's why Stuart Skinner was there. He stepped in and he grabbed those rings, got himself an extension, um, set a rookie record for wins, the organization, and he was the goalie that they wanted to go with down the stretch. The one thing I do know about Stuart Skinner, and the thing that I've always liked about him, he will come back better. He will put the work in in the offseason. I have no doubt about that. He will come back mentally and physically more prepared for this season than he ever has been for a season in the NHL. That bodes well. Now, Jack Campbell's going to need to do the same thing. But what I'm, what I'm saying about those four is do you want to maybe move one of those players to try and fill that hole with a, a lesser player to give yourself a little bit more room to go out and sign an Evan um, Bouchard, who, who needs a new contract, and maybe go out and pick up a couple other pieces you can put into the puzzle. This is all the work that needs to happen from this point in time to the start of next season. But at the same time, uh, I honestly look at it and say, your core is here. Your big oh, five yeah. are signed up front, and your big two are signed in the back end. You've got two goaltenders under contract, and you do have a support cast that is under contract. The question now is, who out of those players do you feel you can move forward with, and who do you feel you need to go out there and maybe try and upgrade for the less if you can. Louis, for me, in an 11 and 7 or 12 and 6 format, I only see the Oilers making maximum four changes to the 18 skaters that we saw here. I think there will be we, the two goalies are going to be the two goalies. Uh, we'll get to the goaltenders in a second. Uh, I can see six of the seven defensemen back. I think we might see a move on defense. And I could see a couple changes potentially at forward because they might not be able to bring all the UFAs back. But I do think we could see the possibility of a move, maybe even involving a top six guy up front. So I'm going to start in goal with you. Uh, It's a question I asked Rob Brown after, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this. In my opinion, it needs to be an open comp. Yes, Stuart Skinner is 
you know, basically became the number one guy this year. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't start more than six straight games in the regular season. He started 12 straight games in the playoff. Is it a full-blown meritocracy in the final in the fall where the guy that's playing the best starts the season as the number one, or does Skinner get it uh, de facto? How would you handle that situation if you were the Oilers in goal? You're saying coming into next year? Yes, coming into next year. It's up for grabs. I agree. Yeah, like no question. I don't even think it's not, it's not even a debate. I would tell you that Stuart Skinner certainly put himself in a good position, yeah. but Jack Campbell needs to come in and have a good start, and I think they're going to do exactly what they did at the start of last year. They're going to rotate through the guys at the start of the year, give guys each respective games, and it'll work itself out to who the best goaltender is at that time. And I think they'll ride that hot goaltender like they did this year in certain situations during the season. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that's just that's the reality of it, though, right? That's, that's, again, what I was just talking about as far as going into the offseason. You have to have an expectation as an organization. And one of the things that I really – I watched it a couple times with Kenny Holland's presser, and I, and I look around the league and you hear different organizations speaking very similar uh, about their, their teams. I mean, Don Cherry even came up with the Leafs and said, listen, you, you don't blow a team like that up. You, you need to try and find the right pieces. You need to try and insulate them and let them go to work and let them do what they need to do. Um, and they beat a good team in the first round. I don't think people are giving enough credit for taking out a team like Tampa Bay where they had to you know, beat a three-time Stanley Cup finalist and two-time champion that knows how to win games. Um, so I agree with them. I agree with, agree with them in that regard. I, and I look at Edmonton the same way. I really do. Um, disappointing? Absolutely. You look at the season, and I think the reason why everybody was so disappointed is because they saw it. It was right there. And that's typically the hardest step to take, is to overcome that. Um, when you look over the history of Stanley Cup winners, I look back to, if you want to go back into the history of the Edmonton Oilers when they lost um, in 83. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to learn those hard lessons. That was five years it took them to win their first Stanley Cup with arguably the best group of players ever assembled in the NHL ever. So it, it takes time to kind of mold into number one, a family, number two, a team, and number three, a team that understands how to step up in the right situations and win those big moments in those big games. And you know what? Listen, again, they're, they're knocking at the door every year. That's important as well, too. Getting in there every year, making sure that every single season you're that team that is doing what is necessary to get yourself into the playoffs and give yourself a chance at winning the Stanley Cup. I believe they're there now. They are there four straight years. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're favorites again next year, and they will be. And uh, they need to continue to play that way to give themselves that opportunity. But I honestly think that when you look at over the course of time, the teams that have won Stanley Cups, there's always that group of players that have been together for a long time. Yeah. And they figure out a way to win it. It's not, but yeah, like you said, it's not different players that won the, the, the Cup in 2008 with him that Jay Woodcroft was a member of. That, that, that wasn't a different team. There was a few different players, no question about it. But they figured out a way. And I think that that's, that's what I was feeling when I heard, especially the core players and the veteran players of Edmonton talking, was you, you start to get to a point where these conversations are, they're just, they take on a different tone. They take on a different tone and a different mentality. I thought there was a difference at the start of this year. I thought there was a difference throughout the course of this year. And I do believe that difference is going to continue. 
because this is a, a very determined group. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your thoughts on the two conference finals? Geez, you know what? I don't know. Can you really count the Florida Panthers out? <laughs> I don't know if you can really. Uh, for what they're doing, they're a team that seems to be taking everybody off guard, but I think that Hurricanes team is pretty strong. I'm picking them in, in playoff. I'm picking them in the series. Uh, Hurricanes, just because I think they're fast. They overwhelm you with that speed. They're very well coached. They have a, a system that uh, creates a lot of chaos in the offensive zone. I do think, though, that if Florida can get to them physically like they have the first two series, that uh, who knows? They might be able to grind them down to a very strong back end in Carolina. So I'm going to stick with them, though, just because they've, they've run through teams and they've played very efficiently. And then in the West, I got to tell you, I think Vegas is the better team. I think they're the deeper team. Um, but Dallas has got Jake Ottinger. And Jake Ottinger, if he stands on his head and plays the way he can play, he can win the series for the Stars. But I'm still going to pick Vegas. Yeah, I got Dallas and I got Florida, for the record. There you go. And We're you know good. what? It's Sorry. been a year where a lot of people are 6-6 six and six or 5-7 and seven, uh, through the opening two rounds of the playoffs. Louie, we'll hook up next week. We'll see if there's any changes between now and then. Okay. Sounds good, bud. Thanks a lot. 12.50 in Edmonton. Uh, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. I got some pretty interesting texts we're going to get to when we come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is uh, 12.53 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. And, uh, yeah, we got lots going on here. Scully Orders Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Do we know if uh, Tavo Turvinen is going to be back for uh, Carolina? Is he going to be good to go here? I saw a headline, said he is. Good there to go. go for game one. It gets them a, a pretty good forward back in the mix because Florida is a hard, physical, tough team. All right. Uh, wow, we got a wide range of uh, texts. Bob, this texter says, it comes from Junior. He says, fans that know very little about hockey have to get away from blaming Darnell Nurse. What about all the great defensemen from the Avalanche, the Kings, the Bruins, the Rangers, the Leafs, etc.? They lost too. It's not so much poor D plays as it's the quality of the forwards, says the Texters. Stronger, faster, way more talented than in uh, past. Oh, he's saying quality of the forwards going up against these guys. Stronger, faster, way more talented than in past decades. The blame game is not the way to go. And then this individual quoted uh, an infamous quote from Teddy Roosevelt that I actually got given to me once by the Kaiser Soze of Edmonton uh, money. Uh, 
some of the people out there know who I'm talking about. He used to be on the uh, Edmonton Investors Group. The Roosevelt uh, quote says, who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know her victory, nor do they know defeat. Oh, uh, yes. Um... Well, that is one way to look, look at it. I mean, all I'm saying is you win as an organization and you lose as an organization. We're going to sit here and evaluate the Oilers uh, players coming up between 2 to 3 o'clock. Uh, Jay Woodcroft talked about the fact that he's gutted. Ken Hitchcock mentioned that he's gutted. And I'm here to tell you that it is going to be incumbent upon everybody to try to improve the Edmonton Oilers team in the offseason. Yes, the players have to make progressions. The coaching staff have to reevaluate what happened. We, we got a situation. I mean, when you lose, and it was close, and it needs to be stated, it was close. You know what? When Edmonton lost to Colorado, everybody listening to the show would have sat there and said, Stoff, Colorado was just better. And they were. They won in four straight games. They were better than the Edmonton Oilers. Now, yes, Leon Dreisaitl was hurt, and Darnell Nurse was not at 100%. But Colorado, I mean, look at the forwards that the Avalanche had last year. They had McKinnon playing with Landon Skog uh, and Rantanen. They had Kadri centering their second line. They had Burakovsky um, there at that time, uh, Nachushkin. They only had two of those six guys this year in the playoffs when they lost to Seattle. Okay, Colorado was just better. Oh, and they had McCarr on defense having an all-world performance with Devin Tays playing 25 minutes a game. They were better than Edmonton. Vegas were not demonstratively better than Edmonton. The margins were tight, but they won the margins. So how can Edmonton take another... And, and some of it might be the progression and the maturation of the players, but others... Other things that have to occur here, I mean, I'm sure Jay Woodcroft, we're going to talk to Jay tomorrow. He, I know Jay. He's going to do a forensic audit on his performance and what the team could... When you lose, you get second-guessed. When you have a goaltender that gets pulled in back-to-back games in Game 5 and Game 6, for everybody out there... Brendan, is it not fair to say, for everybody out there who said they should start Jack Campbell in Game 6, Stuart Skinner's been pulled three times, guess what? When he gets pulled a fourth time... That validates the people that said Campbell should, which is not to say that Campbell wouldn't have gotten pulled too. We don't know that. But it would be a fair perspective to have that, geez, you know what? Maybe Stewart just got a little tired, got a little worn down. Know what I'm saying? Like uh, 100%. I mean, like the hindsight is 2020, but in this instance, uh, right. I think you can look back with pretty clear hindsight. Uh, interesting point on this. I mean, not that my Twitter presence is anything, but 2,000 votes on a poll I put out uh, as to which goaltender the, the people would start in game six. That was as even a poll as I've ever had. It was like 51 49 in favor of Skinner. So nobody knew what to do. It was a, I, it was I understand why they started Skinner, uh, and I get the argument to start. Jack Campbell. I, 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 though you can make a fair and compelling, and the way it ended is the way it ended. Okay. I thought they found they needed to find a, I don't know what happened with Dylan Holloway. The guy played 
He went from, in the fall, looking like a guy that could be impactful for the team, and it didn't ultimately come to fruition, and then basically got sent down because of a cap casualty. In my opinion, they have to find a way to integrate this guy in the lineup. The owners need to see what he is. It stings more to me when you watch somebody like Wyatt Johnson producing oh. for Dallas. Well, now you're talking Wyatt Johnson and Xavier, Xavier Borgo. Oh, yeah. They and they, back and back. Ken Holland saying yesterday the orders needed to hire an OHL scout. I'll explain all of that coming up at 105, and then we'll open up the phone lines. 780-496-0063, River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.